And we are back with another Morning Roast edition of the Black Window Cream Podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. This is episode 188. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real Verse World, and this is my co-host, David Malave. Dave, how are you doing on this grand uh, Wednesday morning? Oh, it is Wednesday. Low-key, it's Friday. I was... <laughs> We're pre-recording this, all right? <laughs> God damn it, Dave. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm good, man. We're back at this office. First time back at the desk. You don't have to catch me in my Zoom, my room. Yeah, this feels feels better. It feels, I don't know, it just looks more legit. And I feel like we can have a real true connection, bro. Yeah, for sure. You know, bro? Yeah, bro, for sure. Uh, today's topic, I think this is cool. Um, John, the title is John Krasinski's Some Good News YouTube series sells to CBS and why you shouldn't wait to start your idea. Um, if you're not familiar with who John Krasinski is, he's Jim from The Office. If you've never seen The Office, you're fucking nuts. Uh, <laughs> but he recently started a YouTube channel called Some Good News um, on YouTube and literally was just sick of hearing all of the bad news in the world, especially during this pandemic time. He took advantage of that to highlight good news. So he would literally find good news by video from people on Twitter. They would submit videos. He would showcase some videos. He would show people that were doing extraordinary things. Uh, the, the front frontline workers, he, he would highlight everything that he could that was positive in his show. And then he would also bring on really like unique guests, famous people that could come in and he would also donate a shit ton of money and find ways to like help people out. It was really, really cool. Um, and he just sold that shit. He, he did eight episodes and sold that to CBS, to Viacom Network, for, I'm assuming, millions of dollars. I didn't say how much. And uh, I think that this topic is so important because it shows what you can do by creating something that's so valuable that people would want to invest into your idea or invest into your you know, curation and stay a fan of it or follow along with it to the point where every week you can drop another one. And, and I think that can be done on a micro level and you can replicate this from wherever you're at on any level. You don't have to be a superstar. Obviously it'd, it'd help, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to get into that and chat about this shit today. But if it's the first time tuning into the podcast, you are probably wondering what the fuck is black with no cream. Great question. Black window cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine, or at least I take my coffee black window cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you this morning roast episode and the second most epic podcast intro ever created. Right motherfucking now! What I want to say is because I think we're going to talk about a couple different um, pieces of content that people have turned into like sold and, and, and distributed on a, a massive level. And we understand that these all these different uh, examples are people that are obviously famous. So they have that behind them to push their idea to a whole nother level. But what I think is cool about this shit is that it can be manipulated. You can reverse engineer what these people have done and, and scale it back. So let's starting with some good news, okay? Because it's so cool that this dude did this shit just because he was 
trying to help people and cheer people up and was able to find a way to sell that. And I, I don't even think he's going to be the host. He's like selling the idea to the network. And I don't even think, he, I think he's going to be an EP on it. He's not even going to host anymore, which is fucking weird. I don't know how his fans feel about that shit, but some well, other mean, person's going to do it. I mean, it. imagine if you started something like for free in your room and then someone's like, Hey, you want 10 million for it? He's like, yep. Yep. I do. Yeah. And I don't want to keep doing, <laughs> but as long as I mean, you probably like, you know, your EP cause you want to maintain the, the integrity of the idea. It's, I know that, it's been something he's been thinking about for years. Mm-hmm. So he probably is passionate about the idea staying, saying like true, right. That they don't like alter it. Yeah. But you know, if you can just be an EP on something and it's your baby and then it goes like from in like a couple months to like the top level then. Yeah. It's so he, what he did was with this, it's like he, he started something highlighting good news around the world. That's his advantage is that he's, a social person and he's a superstar actor. So he's able to, you know, tweet, Hey guys, is there anything good happening? And tons of people give him content to work with. But I think what's cool about this shit is it can be manipulated on a, a micro scale. So imagine you're like, I, I'm just thinking about it today when we, me and Dave were talking about this, I'm like, damn, in college, I wish I would have known about his shit like this. Like, I wish I would have known that he had created a show like this because what's cool in, in the season finale, he highlights some people that have manipulated his show and they do like some good news, uh, Korea edition or some new, some good news, Texas high school edition. And people are making like their own version of it where they're reporting on something in their town or in their school or within their circle or their community. And they've turned it into just like, you know, showing him love, but they're also like, it gave him something to do. But I wish I would have been able to think like, damn, this is cool. I should build my own show. Like I could build my own show. This guy shot it on his iPhone. You know what I mean? He edited it by himself. Why can't I do that? And I'll just highlight dope shit that's going on in the university. And in turn, maybe the university will pick it up and want to put put steam behind it. So now all 30,000 students or however many fucking people went to my college, they're getting it in their email and then they're turning it on. And now these people kind of want to be in the next episode. You know what I mean? And then you could start building your following or your identity in your city or whatever it may be. And obviously that's just manipulating what he did, but I think there's all kinds of ways that you could really take advantage of doing shit like this. Or I know we're going to talk about like Joe, Joe Rogan sold fucking his podcast to, or he made a deal with Spotify for like over a hundred million dollars. Joe Rogan started a podcast in his basement and turn that into a super, you know, the one of the biggest, highest rated, most viewed podcasts in the yeah, world. Probably the top one. I think it is. Yeah. And you, what if you take what he's doing, having conversations with all these people that, you know, he's interested in, talks on various subjects that he feels are, you know, something that his audience cares about, et cetera. But how do you do that in your town? Like maybe, maybe you don't have a big city. Maybe you don't have, and I always think like this because I'm fucking from Cedar Falls, Iowa, where there's not shit going on. But could I have done this in Cedar Falls, Iowa? Could I have, if I was still home, could I make a podcast that people in the city would be interested in? Cause you said you had an example of the Nikki jams doc and I want you to go into it, but he, you talked about the dude looking out over the city or something. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things that make me think about this, but Nikki jam he's a Puerto Rican artist. There's a doc on Netflix. That's where I'm getting it from. But he reached a rock bottom of his career and he moved to Columbia and yeah. And he was trying to make international hits, right? And it, just, it wasn't hitting. And then there was a point where, in the doc you could see, but him and his manager, they, they drive up and look over Cartagena, which is like a uh, big city in Colombia. And he's like, he's like, points to the city. He goes, there's 1 million fans in there. Like, w- this is where we're starting. Mm-hmm. Like, if we can conquer here, then we can conquer the world. That's what I'm saying. And, and, I, and it reminds me of JR's episode. And I talk about this a lot because I remember... It's like probably six or something in the podcast yeah, catalog of Black Windows So go check it out. But like 
he, he, he said something like, you have to be the all-star of your team, of your local team, before you can make it to the NBA, right? right? So, and, I, and it's a little bit of a tangent, but the idea is like, I think if when you have an idea and you're so <laughs> obsessed about it, every, like you're already thinking like, man, I, I wanna make a film, but everyone wants to go to Netflix first. But it's like, what if you, what you make or your art or whatever you're doing can be the shit in the way you live? Right. And then if you can do that, then you're gonna get attention from other people. And then the second thing it makes me think of is like, for some good, good news network, like we said, he's obviously a superstar, so he has connections. He's able to get brands involved early, but I'm sure it's he's been obsessed with the idea so much that it's like, cool, if no one's gonna buy this from me, I can start it right now. You, Everyone has the power to start a YouTube channel. Right. Literally everyone. You can start a YouTube channel, you can create a logo, you can put it up, and you can start putting out content that matters. And nothing stop, nothing's stopping you from that. And I feel like the second example we're gonna talk about is, uh, Jimmy Tatro, who well before you before you before you go into that one because I wanted to go off of the sorry. seeing a million people in a city right? right take that to your town right wherever you're from and if I if I parallel my my upbringing with that story and I'm sitting there thinking like God damn I hope I want everyone in the world to know about my fucking whatever my YouTube videos or my music or whatever and then I have to think okay it's impossible to reach those people because I really haven't done shit right so I have to put something out that either gets lucky and goes viral somehow or or I need to start with who I know. And for me, it's like, okay, how could you manipulate that based on what, what's your surroundings? Maybe you're not necessarily talking about like what your end goal would be. Like you start a podcast because you wanna be like Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan talks about whatever the fuck he wants. Right. But maybe you can't do that because you have to favor your city or your town or your people that you're connected to, a community that you're connected or to. Your, or your niche audience. Or like your niche audience. You, what interests are you talking exactly. about? Exactly, so for example, why does KWWL, my local news channel in, in Iowa. <laughs> Why are they the only ones that everyone tunes into for news on the city? Obviously they have the fucking workforce and they have the ability to report on goddamn everything that happens in the town, but how come I can't do some good news version of that about my town that people could get behind and find interesting as long as I'm playing? Dude, what is there a moving truck outside? This is loud as shit. Yeah. Um, if I could play to the audience that people may want to tune in and now all of a sudden you start building kind of momentum behind it and people can kind of back that or take it even smaller, coffee shops. You make a podcast just about coffee, coffee shops, and now your coffee shops that are around you, maybe there's eight in, in, you know, in, within a 50 mile radius. <clears throat> You're featuring these coffee shops. You go to these coffee shops. You have talks with people at the coffee shops. Maybe it's bringing an artisan or whoever, a fucking poet or a photographer, whatever. And you have these, and, and now you're featuring these people. Now your podcast can be distributed <laughs> in that fucking coffee shop. You could have, you know what I mean? Like if you collaborate, if you got to come over to my coffee shop, I'm of course letting you put your flyers up for the podcast. You just fucking sat down and chopped it up with homie or whatever live in front of everyone and talked about my fucking coffee shop on your podcast. <laughs> They're going to get behind it, push it on their socials, et cetera. And right. now you've built, you found an audience. Now you started captivizing, captivating an audience. You know what I mean? I don't know. Random tangent, but I just no, like, you start getting inspired by an uh, imaginary idea, but I think, I mean, even I'm moving like, back to Iowa and I started a coffee farm. Imagine if you created like a YouTube series that was like a comedy skit show based on shit that, let's say I'm from Austin, Texas, and there's certain things that people in Austin, Friday like, Night like you, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, Austin has its own like inside jokes in a city because mm. of things that people experience, traffic, certain bars, certain whatever, like type of people right. like that you could create around. And if that show got big and where you're from, then 
who knows where I could go. Right. But even like you, like Texas football is the biggest thing in the world and every news outlet, everyone's always covering it. There's tons and tons of people that goes to go to those games. What if you're creating a podcast that can literally set you up to be able to go in with the teams? You talk directly with the players. You're having in-depth conversations after a game. You're making a weekly recap of all these top teams in Texas that are playing and shit. I'm giving a fucking so much fire ass really? ideas to y'all out there if you're trying to start a podcast at least but just well yeah because it, it it's cool because i mean we're, we're kind of we're stuck on like the news network idea or podcast but um you know i think it's easy to for anyone to say like yo start your ideas now but i think i want let's move on to the second idea because this is even better yeah you were bringing yeah. up youtube like yeah um, so like jimmy Tatro, jimmy Tatro, right he starts obviously he popped on youtube he made like he made some funny you know frat videos at first and if they went crazy. And, and he started he was, doing skits. He was also, if you haven't seen, we just had Tony mm-hmm. on the podcast. He directed American Vandal, and Jimmy was the main actor in, in American Vandal season one, too. So if you yeah, don't. Yeah, so he, he started off, well, first off, he started a YouTube skit channel and turned that into an acting career, mm-hmm. a legit acting career. So that's one thing. But another thing is, too, is like he always wanted to be, like, obviously his skits were him directing and writing and stuff, but they had an idea for a show called Real Bros of Simi Valley. And I'm sure they've had this idea. They're obsessed with it. Probably tried to get funding so they could actually create it on a, on a, on a great level at first and probably couldn't get funding anywhere. And they just said, fuck it. And created a four episode, pretty much like a pilot season. Cause right. it's only four episodes and their episodes are like 10 minutes at most. Right. And like you could finish the whole season 30 minutes mm. and to his YouTube audience that he already cultivated, obviously, but everyone fell in love with it. And they took the viewership from those four episodes that they shot probably the lowest budget possible, self-financed, in a couple locations with like people who probably worked just for the sake of the idea. And, and shorter episodes, it, right? Like they way were shorter, shorter than what way, they are way, now. Way, way, way shorter. Yeah. And see, like the episodes have gotten bigger as they've gone on because they get more money. So right. like season two is like 15, 18 minutes. Season three is like 24 or whatever. But, but season one was like, what, four minutes? It was short, bro. Yeah. Like super short. Like I'm telling you, you could watch season. I remember I told you, you yeah. don't need to watch it. You watch in like 30 minutes. But uh, <laughs> the whole idea is like they took that and then now you have a proof of concept, right? Cause mm-hmm. you went out and created it. So when you're going to take it to people who want to buy it, it's like, look, we made it and look how well it did. And look at the audience that we've had millions of views on each episode. And now you look how much power you have because you have something to show. I think it's kind of the same thing as like anything else, any type of creating when you're trying to go get clients or anybody, when you have the work already, mm-hmm. like, you're winning because right. you could say hire me to shoot your photos right but you don't have any so what do we tell you go out and get work and experience like go out and do the thing that you're trying to like do the job that you have right or no what did marcus say he said uh i don't know you always remember the quotes do, I can't remember do the shit. job you want not the one you have right. right so if you're shooting weddings and you want to be a uh uh a documentary filmmaker you like go make a doc about something in your city right now right and then, or go make a micro doc, go make one that's five minutes, like a, or whatever. And then when you want to go create a documentary about something else, you say, look, this is what I made. And I feel like that's kind of the point here is like, there's ideas you have, you can wait until you either have funding, someone wants to pay you, someone wants to back your idea, or you could try your best to just imp, like if you're so obsessed with an idea, make it. Right, yeah, hell yeah. And next week, next week on the morning roast, we're having Austin Paul, who's a Black Widow Cream member, come on and and we're gonna chat with him for a bit. But he's a great example of someone that was making content, marketing content locally, and then went on to test out ideas, making like product, almost some of it spec and some of it he just partnered with like a local beer company, and he's making really really cool thirty second quote unquote commercials, but for the purpose of being able to break that down. Now he's like, oh, I can make this video and I'll use that to teach on my YouTube channel. 
right? But Which also, is one thing. But, but also, also create a relationship with this brand. Yeah, so he could have got a bag from the brand yeah. or he could just collaborate with them for no money because he's thinking this is going to create longevity. If someone finds my YouTube video, they may hire, want me to be hired. Same with Daniel Schiffer. Obviously, that's how we we know about Austin's because Austin got featured on Daniel Schiffer's channel. But he obviously, he's a Black Widow Cream member. He's, he's a Black Widow Cream member and all that. And, and like he had the ability to... Daniel, Daniel Schiffer does the same shit where he's able to say, I'm, I create videos for my YouTube channel teaching you how I make stuff. And a lot of the times so he'll just wing it. Like he just had one come out recently about like some cream cheese shit. We'll, we'll talk about it more later. But the idea is that he's just testing ideas and being creative. If you sit there and wait for someone to financially back you, you may never ever make that idea. And by the time you finally get the money, you may be too fucking jaded to put the work in that it takes to be able to make yourself really shine at that point, honestly, anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean? no facts. That's I the think, worst part. And we talk about specs all the time, but that's it's really like the... Like in, in a sense, some of these th- these things we're talking about on the bigger scale, you wouldn't even call them specs, but they're technically kind of are. Because mm-hmm. John Krasinski's like, yo, I'm, like I'm, a, I'm a superstar, but like, here's my office, self-funded. I'm going to get this shit started right now. Mm-hmm. And then it's eight episodes and he goes around. He's like, look, eight episodes. It's a phenomenon. Right. Like, it is. you're an idiot not to buy this. He, then- he grew that channel for some good news. Drops, right? I, I remember seeing it the, when episode one dropped. We were just on YouTube and shit and it popped up. And I'm like... Oh, that's, that's John. Like, what the fuck? He has a YouTube channel? And I go on it, and it already had, like, 8 million views on episode one. And I think that grew into, like, 17 million views. But it was crazy because he's able to pop in, use his connections for people. It's just it's no different than Black Widow Cream. It isn't. I'm able to pop in. I know amazing creatives. Yo, you want to hop on the podcast? Of course. Cool. We can talk. And the audience are people that would like to learn from you as as a guest or whatever the, the theory is. Yeah, but it's in, I mean, honestly, if you really want to break it down, though, it's like you sitting around, a, you know, 2016 or whatever it was and being mm-hmm. like him like I have this idea like there's nothing exists like this I'm gonna start something right and I could have waited till yeah. Spotify wanted to hire me and or make no me, you're just you know like I mean? oh I need a team and you're just like nah fuck I was doing myself exactly right and so then I'm, eventually grew into a team but I don't think it would have happened yeah. if I, I would have never thought it was worth it for me to spend the money because I'm too nervous because it's a podcast that has no like you don't know what this is going to turn into why would I want to spend the money to hire a team I'll, I'll just do all this shit for my for myself same with John I can have two I'm sure he had a, had to have an editor and producer because this shit was he got so good no, no but like yeah he definitely still cost effective everyone's working from home the media is two iPhones so the fucking uploads are going to take two seconds you know what I mean like yeah and if you have the money to invest in your ideas like there's no reason why you have to do it for free like if you if you have a savings account or whatever if you have some money and you have an amazing idea invest into it exactly if you can hire a, a pay an editor you know name a rate for right. to, to make your process faster kick you out social clips because at the end of the day what this comes down to side topic is cool homie can be like okay yeah you guys are inspiring me but like i i created a show or i created this and that and there's no views how do i get views mm. and it's like of course that's a whole different yeah part of it you gotta but really hustle we, but we like, just talked about that right way to get views cool you created a show how does that show relate to people who are those people where are those people existing all right cool how can you tie in and do some shit that's gonna make those people come in go to a fucking coffee shop <laughs> record in the coffee shop make a podcast but, about coffee but think shop. about that i I could technically, if you go back to that scenario, because it right. should teach you how you can collaborate with people to make your, your audience grow. I could make a podcast right now about coffee shops and never go to those coffee shops. And I could record about those coffee shops in my fucking house. I say, oh, I went to this coffee shop once. It was great. Blah, blah, blah Cool review. Sick. Most likely, no one's going to hear that shit because I'm not really partnering with anybody. I haven't really engaged with anyone. I have no audience at all. So I put my podcast out and I make fucking 100 episodes and they each have like 30 views. What the fuck? 
But if I were to start and just say, all right, cool, I'm going to talk about coffee. I want to talk about coffee shops. If I go to this place, would they be willing to eat, hit their email blast with every customer they've ever had and let them know about this new highlight that they had in this blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? That's a way to start initiating getting reach on your podcast. And then also still goes back to investing. We've never even done it and we're about to try to do it now. What happens if we put 50 bucks behind uh, an, as an ad to suggest our, our YouTube videos to someone on YouTube who could probably benefit from finding Black Window Cream? It's funny because we're just spending money to tell people about this great free resource we have. <laughs> and it's like, we don't profit from that shit, right. but we know it's important to build the fan base behind this. We need people to really fuck it that we already know. You all listening right now have told us this shit helps people. All right, cool. There's more people that need help. There, this is not all the creators in the world. Right. But we're it, serving, you know a, I mean? we're serving a need and we're, you, we're super inspired about the concept. So that mm. makes us do this, but I'm even, does this, par- let me see, try to parallel this to like any creator. Like, you know what I mean? I think maybe this is just side tangent, but we're talking about like be the all-star in your, in your place. But I really think that's the mentality. Like you got to start, you got to start local, like start step by step, right? Yeah. Like you're, uh, you know, a videographer, you're a music video director, you're, and you're, you're, uh, graphic designer or whatever and it's shown best in music you know what i mean like the artists that pop pop in their town first mm-hmm. you know what i mean like 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 your city embrace you and that's when you make it usually or or you might just have a song that pops national but like usually your your town's going to embrace you first because you're going to be playing shows around everyone's going to know you in your city hey, and so you're going to start buzzing elsewhere did nikki jams i haven't seen the docket does he end up making those million people fuck with him first is that yeah, what he yeah. so it's for, he ended up following through with that like we need to yeah, target his, these people his story first. is different cuz he was famous in puerto rico and his life crumbled right and so he they, he lost everything in puerto rico so he went to a, he went to colombia and found a new Audience. His beginning and but he, he started would, there yeah and he became the biggest thing there cool. which allowed him to jump outwards you know I think like if it go when I'm in high school at my high school everyone knew I made fucking dumb funny videos I was that guy and also right you, if you wanted to go to see a little rock show I was putting those on and you could come through everyone knew why because I'm out in the fucking front where everyone has to leave school every day I'm there with a fucking shit ton of paper that I stole from the library printed all these flyers yo come to our show Friday come to our show Friday come to our show Friday yo here's a CD here's a CD I'm that fucking dude I made sure I was that person in my high school right. so everyone knew so it's probably when everyone sees you now they're probably like oh that makes total it sense it makes total sense I right. go to college Yo, we have shows this Friday. It, it just got, it, it gradually evolved with the, the times and shit. But yo, you want to have a fucking good time? We're putting all the illest rap artists in the city at this one venue. Pull up. Pull up, right. I swear to God. And they come, they get fucked up. They had a great time. They got to crowd surf. People went off. And then they know that we're the ones that are going to have ill-ass shows. Right. It's fucking, and if, if you're, you be if, the person. Like, if you're a music video director, right, like, you, I mean, I'm sure this is how people do it, but this is how, man, I was just listening to a Colin Tilly uh podcast episode and he had he popped off in the like he started working with every bay artist first Mm. and then obviously he gets a tiger chris brown big break and it goes from there but it's like if you're a music video director or a videographer or whatever like you'd like to shoot shows like you you got to be the illest person in your city like and that's gonna buzz around and then and 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 people will tell each other if you shoot a music ill music video for artists in whatever obviously you know let's not talk music because if you live in Cedar Falls, but there's definitely artists. Well, that's there. what I was just gonna say. Is you don't have to. You you your goal may be to do that, right? Mm-hmm. 
my goal was to do the shit that I do now. Well, kind of, but I didn't, I didn't know how big it would get, but it was a goal to be involved in this shit in some way or another. I, I was going to do it. And it's funny as fuck. If I like, I went down a rabbit hole the other day of like random messages with like people or like on my fucking Facebook and shit. And it would be like, Oh cool. I'll just holler at you when I, I when I'm super famous, I will pick up the whole squad on a jet, put them in a house. Like I was always thinking like that. Like right. I was always like, I'm gonna, something's going to happen to me. I'm going to make sure. And, and just because I didn't have access to what I have access to now, didn't mean I couldn't start then, right? So right. in high school, I started then. In college, I started then. After college, I was still working on it. It's like you have to put in the work with what your what your restraints are, and you can grow into what you want it to be. So you might right. not want to make just a coffee podcast, but it could grow into your new idea later once you've been able to, all right, cool, I have a thousand people that like, him, like me and trust me for my ideas. And sometimes we talk about coffee, but I've turned it into talking a little bit more about fucking uh, karate or whatever Joe right. Rogan does. And this, this and like, sometimes you gotta make, that's a, that's a good point, because that's kind of what happened to uh, Real Bros and some good news. Good news is like, sometimes you gotta make the smaller idea, like the smaller version, but you know you wanna get to that bigger version, yeah. but you can't do it right now. So how about you do the proof of concept version? like? You know what I mean? And like, just get a hundred people right. involved. Like, just like get a hundred uh, people to fuck with Tony, you. Tony uh, Yacendo was talking about like before he made American Vandal, his big shot idea that was on Netflix. He had made like mockumentaries in the past, but like he would, but like American Vandal, Save that money. American Vandal is the, is the sum of a bunch of smaller ideas that he made that kept trained him that trained him to make. Then when he goes into net, like you think when he goes into Netflix and pitches American Vandal. The reason why he's able to murder that pitch is because he's made this before. He's mm -hmm. made four versions of this. He knows exactly what it is. He literally says, like, they did Little Dicky's video for maybe, like, 15K, and they did an entire 45-minute behind-the-scenes documentary about Save That Money, the making of Save That Money, and making the music video, and then went to American Vandal, where they gave him millions of dollars into his idea. Right. You know what I mean? The, the parallels of that are exactly the same, and he said different he, budgets. He said he made a... Like some Space Jam, like some uh, like a Space Jam documentary and something else about sports, which I think maybe were when he worked for a different company. But the mm -hmm. idea is like, like so the practice, like bro. the like doing the idea now and having the thing to show is gonna like elevate you. Yeah. I feel like you know yeah, what I mean. Like, like if you wanna, I'll just take it music videos or anything. If you wanna be a music video, if you wanna be a concert photographer, videographer, or whatever, the first thing you gotta do is get something to show somebody. Like mm. you could say, I want to shoot festivals. Okay, well get a little folder together of the illest photos that make it look like you could shoot a festival right now. You know what I mean? Go out and shoot a music video for free as best you can or invest into that music video with your own money so that you have a piece of something to show another person and say, I can shoot music videos. Right. And then once you have that, then you, people are going to fuck with you heavier. But Look sometimes you just got to make it first. JR, JR wants to direct films. So how do you do that? Well, the best way you can do it is to attempt a short film. Cool. Let me do a short film that I'm going to invest all my money in to direct my idea to show you that I can really... Here's eight, an eight... I don't know how long it was. 10, 15 minutes. Here's a fucking short amount of time of my idea playing out cinematically as if I were to make, imagine that as a feature. Here's an example of what it would look like if I did a feature. He, he threw in like, I think he spent like 30K of his own money to, to make this shit come to life. He spent like a year and a half putting it together and all this shit, but that's what it took for him to make a high level thing. Who knows what that's gonna do for him right now, five years from now, to be or able to least, reflect on yeah, that. Yeah, at least like, just damn. have it on, man, it's like sports, you know, you put it on tape, like you, like he wants to make a film mm. and he just put it on tape, like I can make something, here right. it is. Now it's like, you think next time he goes and pitches a film, at least he has this short film to show and say, look, I can direct. Right. I can put a concept together. I wrote this myself or mm -hmm. whatever. You or if I mean? you look at like Joe Rogan, 
Joe, I looked up Joe Rogan started his podcast in 2003. At that time, superstar TV reality person, right? He did right. Fear Factor Fear and Factor. Some, some massive shit. Right. And, but social wasn't what it was then as it is now. Yeah, he started not existing back then. Yeah, it was like some bunk ass version of like YouTube live streaming that he was doing and he'd just keep the audio and have it. But starting it then, now he's done 1400 plus episodes since then. And over the, when he started that shit, he's not like, dude, I'm going to sell this idea for a fucking hundred million dollars. Right. He, ne- he probably Spotify nev- didn't exist then. No, you know he probably I mean? never imagined having like hundreds of millions of downloads a month. And yeah. He just was like randomly bullshit with his homie about some bullshit. You know what I mean? I, right. I remember listening to the first, I was like, I wonder what his first episode sounds like. And it's just terrible. Like they have like, can't even figure out how to fucking make the live stream work or whatever. Like they just were just chilling, trying to test shit. And it slowly grew into something that he fell in love with, that he found passion, that he tried to perfect and become better and he became a better interviewer. And then he started talking with broader topics and then he's able to get more guests because people know who Joe Rogan is. Like you kind of knew who he was from the show, but now he's now you know him on a whole nother level yeah, because thanks. of this. And then the UFC grows. So he just has access to everybody and turn that into a fucking hundred million dollar sale. You know I what I mean? It's crazy. Cause honestly I think about it and it kind of leads, I guess it's the end, but it kind of leads to like consistency in a sense. Mm. Cause these stories seem like, oh, of course, John Krasinski made eight episodes and it sold to CBS, but also he's like, The Office is one of the most popular shows of all time. Yeah, or, he went, you know yeah, what I mean? 15 so, years ago. Right, so like, and we struggle with it all the time if you want to be candid about it, because we, we sit here and grind our head on the headstone. We've been doing it for two and a half, you know, two and a half years now, yeah. straight, uh, and we put episodes every single week, and we got us, and we'll keep grinding, and the idea is like, you know, the story isn't always like, yeah, Black Widow Cream had 10 episodes and we sold it to fucking Vice, right. you know, or whatever it is. Like, right. it's not how it happens, but the idea happened and then it's grown into something. And that's the part of like, that's what it is, you know, like mm-hmm. at the end of the day. No, it is. I think uh, it, it, the biggest, I guess our takeaway from this is that you you need to start now on whatever it is. Don't let your barriers or whatever you think is your limitation be a limitation because that's bullshit. You know what I mean? You have the ability to start whatever it is right now. I I literally, what did I need to start the podcast? Because that's funny to think about. I was like, fuck, I need a podcast. I didn't have to spend too much to get started. Maybe 400 bucks for an audio recorder and some headphones. H6 and these two probably. Yeah, those old ones. Yeah, H4. I used my old H4. So I had paid, you know, 400, 300 bucks for the t- for that. And I multi-purposed that. So I wasn't just using it for the podcast. I used it for jobs that I got paid for. So it paid itself off and I bought some headphones. Cool. That's the investment I had to make to start. You know what I mean? And slowly it's grown into that. Slowly we spent more and more money on this to make it better and make it more enjoyable for people that are listening. And the reason why we do that is because we see it's working. People fucking fuck with this shit, which is ill. Right. So it's all about the idea, bro. It is. It's all about the idea yeah. at the end of the day. I think that's what it is. It's like if because obviously you can't just start something to start something, but if you have an idea and you're obsessed with it and you know you're obsessed creatively with an idea mm. and you're thinking about it for days. Right. Like, like even some shit I just made a couple of days ago, I was like, I was thinking about this design for days. And, the and Q I, shit? Yeah. That like, shit was fire. Like I was thinking about that for a couple of days. I kept thinking about it. I was like, I need to make that. I need to make that. And I sit down, sit down and make it and it feels so good. And the idea is like, if you have something you want to do, then even if you can't do the biggest thing, like you have a movie, like, oh, it should be a movie. Mm. Like, what can you do on the smaller scale that you can create right now that can get you going, you know? Yeah, everyone needs to go look at the, it, go to Dave's Instagram and check out the Groovy Q crash talk photo that he posted, it's sick. I, I think that's good, we should wrap it up on this. One thing nah. I wanted, one, one, this is what I wanna say, while we still hopefully have you before you think we're exiting this <laughs> fucking podcast, is that we're testing something new. If you are an audio listener, shout out to you, um, on the YouTube channel, we are making highlights now. 
cool. So what we're doing is, I think we, we had started a second channel. We deleted the second channel. We're just gonna upload these highlights to our main channel and keep everything in the same house. Um, but what I think is cool about this is we found ways to take really key moments throughout episodes. Not the be- It's not just the best, ep- I mean, the episodes are fucking money, but I understand some people don't have time to listen to the entire thing, or maybe this will be just something you could soak up while you're taking a shower or fucking brushing your teeth or some shit. So we have the highlights channel, and what we're gonna do is start uploading them on Sundays. We'll drop the episode at six, and we're dropping all the highlights. Sometimes an episode will probably have like three or four, but it's cool because we're adding like B-roll and shit to add context to what these people are talking about. If, if the B-roll exists. Um, so it turns out to be a really cool visual highlight. So if you guys want to check that shit out and support us in another way, YouTube, we could use, we could use the sub, you know what I'm saying? So go hit that subscribe yeah, come, button. Come support us, man. If you listen to this podcast and you are, then obviously you're like the, the gold mine of black with no cream. Cause you hang out with us every week. And mm-hmm. if you come fuck with us on YouTube, we're trying to do more with that. We just dropped an amazing video. Yeah, we most, did. The most useful, helpful video we could make right now for creators literally about unemployment. We're trying to like, yo, we, we studied this stuff and we put it out there so that all of the creative homies can make sure that you're financially secure for the months to come. And so go check that out. We put work into it. It's um, literally, it's literally about how you could be getting like $600 plus per more, month because or, or per, a week for unemployment. Um, as a creative, if you're a freelance creative, that's what the whole video is. And this actually goes back to us, how much we care and are testing the ideas of, of our idea, right? To grow the shit. We're talking about testing YouTube ads because we're like, okay, how do we get more, more creators need to know about how to get fucking unemployment. Why the fuck do we care that if you guys don't, the money's on the table, take it or leave it. Right. But how do we get more views and, and attraction to this video? Okay, cool. What if we spent 200 bucks and ad, ad pushes to see if this video could get reach more people? The, the thing that would make most, the most sense is if we were like uh, fucking accountants and we were trying to like get you to sign up for our accounting firm or something, we would put money behind a video that teaches you some free shit and then try to upsell you. But no, we're, we're literally just, the idea, we're literally just trying to spend money to help motherfuckers out there that are creatives like us because we know you guys need this shit. So that's what kind of love we're putting in this channel. We hope that you guys will, uh, it's fucking free. Just go hit subscribe and help us out and tune in the videos and leave comments and do all this yeah, shit. Let us know. Let us know you watch. You yeah, came, let us know if you came from the morning roast. Yeah. That shit means the world to us, but uh, we'll end it on that. We appreciate you guys. Um, and we'll see you in a few days. You bitch. bitch.